I'm your host, Bryn, and this is Bryn Moves, the podcast. Hey, my friends, welcome to Bryn Moves, the podcast. If it's your first time listening in, I'm glad that you're here. Um, I'm excited that you joined in for this show. I have a really special guest. Um, If you've been listening, thanks for your support. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to the show and give it a rating, leave a comment. I appreciate all the love and all the support. You guys are so incredible. You light up my life. Um, So I brought my special mentor and friend, um, Alex Stetler on as a guest. She's been on the show before and I was so excited to bring her back because honestly, we made a joke that we should just start recording our phone conversations (laughs) because we'll talk talk for an hour on the phone. And it's basically like a podcast recording where we get really deep and we talk about all the life things. And we had this amazing conversation the other day about happiness and what it means to be happy and kind of the risks that you have to take or be willing to take in order to reach your happiness and your joy. And that happiness is really your birthright and it's an inside job. So it's about kind of making adjustments in your, in your exterior life. Yes. That align with you. Um, but also doing that deep dive in that work and that introspection to, um, heal yourself from the inside out and, uh, be happy on the inside, right? If we're not happy with what we have right now, we probably won't be happy, uh, later with something else. Happiness is not situational. And I love to always say where, wherever you go, there you are. So, I'm excited for you guys to hear this conversation between Alex and I. She is a is a coach for women. She's also in the top 1% of our network marketing brand. So she's an amazing entrepreneur um, and mom. And so she has so many great tools to share and just so, so much um, information and validating information to share too about um, you know reaching our happiest and best selves. So tune in till the end and don't forget to share this with a friend too. Hi friends, it's your host, Bryn. Welcome to Bryn Moves, the podcast. I'm a certified yoga instructor, professional dancer, and wellness entrepreneur. I'm on a serious but super fun mission to inspire and empower lives. We're here to chat about wellness and fitness, as well as some tools for shifting your mindset so you can live your best. I hope you feel motivated to dive into your own unique and powerful wellness journey after listening in. So whether you're in your car, at home in bed, food prepping, or putting on your makeup, turn up the volume and tune in for some serious motivation and inspiration. You're tuned in to Bryn Moves, the podcast. Welcome back to Bryn Moves, the podcast. I've got my special friend and one of my best friends and mentors, Alex Stetler, on here today. Hi, girl. Hey, I'm so excited to be back. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on here in between shuttling children around and doing all the things that you do as a boss, babe, entrepreneur, um, owning multiple businesses and and having the kids in the house. So I really, really appreciate doing this. (laughs) Of course. Um, so yeah, Alex and I had a great conversation, right? We were talking yesterday. And so we thought we'd share with all of you guys, um, what's on our hearts and minds. And, you know, we both like to talk, so we're going to keep this (laughs) show timed and we've got our producer on here to keep us in, in check as far as time goes, but we have so much to share and what's been on our hearts and minds lately is, um, the idea of happiness and happiness being an inside job. So that's what we're going to dive into today. But first, for anyone who doesn't know who Alex is that's listening in, um, I've had her on as a guest before. You guys see her in my social posts and in my daily life like every day. But um, I'd love for you to just share a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, how you kind of a little bit about your journey and how you got here. And, yeah. and then we'll and then we'll kick it off. Cool. Thanks so much. Okay. So um I don't want to go too far back, but basically I am a network marketing professional um, at the top level in our company that Bryn and I are in together. And that's been a journey of a little over seven years for me. And there's been so much, so much that I've learned in the last seven years from um, business-wise, entrepreneurship, leadership, dealing with people in general. Um, And along those seven years, one of the most impactful transformational things that I went through was I actually went from um, 
a 10 year marriage to being a single mama. And that was, that was, uh, by my choice. And it was a huge, huge turning point in my life. And I, it was like, um, it was, it was so clarifying and so transformational. And I, I, I dove in really deep to the, um, you know, to understanding why, so I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about relationships. I learned a lot about um, how to create the life that you want and how to create happiness um, in your own life, regardless of your situation. Um, and through that process, I really became super passionate about empowering women, not just through the business modality that Bryn and I were in um, together, because we've seen massive transformations um, in so many women and, and people in general, um, from that business standpoint, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, but I was looking around and seeing women all around me that seemed like depressed, listless, stuck, uninspired, going through the motions. And I myself was in that point or in that, in that place, uh, at a certain point in my life. And so I sort of like had an out of body experience where I was like floating up above or like floating outside of my body and like looking down and realizing I could like unplug from the matrix, you know, that movie. Um, it's really like unplugging from the matrix. So I did that. And so really now I'm so passionate about helping other women, um, sort of understand like what of your life is what you want and what is feeding your soul and what is in alignment with your purpose on this planet. And, you know, if you want to get really, really woo woo, like God's purpose for you on this planet and like the, the mission that your soul came here to fulfill, you know? So like, are you living in alignment and what of your life has been spoon fed to you by maybe your family, your parents, um, ancestors, generational, you know, trauma and wounding and what of it is actually you and what of it is actually healthy and what of it is actually true. And so, uh, a lot, you know, Brynn and I were talking earlier. So anyways, rewinding before we get super deep into all of that is that I, I now also am a, like a personal life coach for women. And I really specialize and I'm super passionate about helping them move through these um, challenging transitions because that's what I had. So when I was going through my um, separation and divorce, I didn't know which way was up and down. And I really needed somebody to come alongside me and just like help me through that process uh, mentally and emotionally. And I had a coach during that time that was the best thing I ever did for myself and my son, because of course, as moms, we have to continue to show up for our kids, right? So any mamas out there know, like when you're going through something hard, even if you, let's even say you have a cold, you don't get to take a day off if you're sick. It doesn't matter if you have the flu, you still got to be mom, right? So it's kind of the same thing when you're going through emotional and, you know, personal turmoil, you got to still stand up and be there for your kids. And I know for sure, there's no way I would have gotten through, um, gotten through that period of my life with as much patience, love, grace, and, and, um, you know, not letting our egos get involved and, and as much as possible. Right. So point is, is I also coach women on a personal basis. And it's really like, what do you need help with? What do they need help with? And because the principles are all the same. So that was a long answer to a very easy question. Oh, <laughs> I also it teach, was great. <laughs> I also love to teach yoga. Um, so yeah, that's, that's me yes, in a nutshell. You're amazing. Yes. Uh, yeah. I also love having a personal coach. We actually have the same coach. Um, so Alex referred her to me and she's also helped me through many um, different spaces of my life in the last couple of years and grown with me through many big life shifts. And so, yeah. And then Alex and I were both able to find the natural healers in ourselves and be able to serve, um, you know, our communities. And also, I also focus, you know, work with primarily women. And I think a lot of what we're going to talk about today and around being happy and finding happiness, 
and the and the balance between the environments we put ourselves in and the inner internal work that we um, have to dive into in order to reach that level of contentment and, and bliss and joy and happiness. Um, you don't have to do all of this work on your own is what we're saying. So some of this you can, you know, t- take that dive, deep dive into introspection. And some of it is um, it's really helpful and useful to have that extra guidance, that extra coaching, that extra support from um, a woman around you, whether that's a coach or someone in your life that you can really trust. I had a bad habit of, in my life previously, oversharing and also looking for a lot of information in order to be happy outside of myself. I would search far and wide. (laughs) Like, what should I do? What should I do? Ask for advice from everybody and their mother. (laughs) Yeah. Anybody and everybody. And I was, I couldn't even keep track of who I had shared what story with. And I had this massive inflow of, uh, people projecting their past on me and their experiences and their opinions and their beliefs. Um, it was like a fire hydrant, like coming at my face and I had asked for it. And I was like, wait, (laughs) now I feel overwhelmed with the amount of information I'm being given about these things I'm working through in my life. And I had to really learn how to rely on myself and trust and and really come back to my truth and know myself um, through those trialing times uh, so that I could learn the tools to like do make decisions on my own for my own happiness. And so Alex and I were chatting and we're like, happiness is really an inside job. Um, so yeah. with the support of a coach and, or a group of women that you trust or something, but that's something that's a little tighter, uh, where you're not just spewing out information about yourself on the internet or Google searching, whether you should get a divorce or not. Right. Glennon <laughs> did that. talks about that in her book. <laughs> I, yeah. did, I also did that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what should I do? <laughs> and it was split. It was split. I could... <laughs> uh, So we're here to, it's a chat about how do we just do this on our own and feel that level of inner confidence um, and calmness while we move through challenging spaces in life to find happiness, to find bliss, to find joy that is really authentic to, like Alex said, our purpose, our dharma our life's uh, uh, path that we were built and designed for. So everyone listening, you were uniquely designed by God. I believe that Um, you are worthy and you are deserving and you are important. And so um, this life of happiness and joy is for you, even though um, we've really been taught sometimes that suffering is like the road uh, to go or, uh, you know, Alex, I would love for you to share what you said earlier, just about um, being a martyr. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk about the idea of suffering as being noble or um, like you have to earn, you have to earn happiness or you are, it's this, the idea of suffering as being noble or good or worthwhile. And This is not to say that, you know, we don't go through seasons of challenge and that, and it's not to say also that, oh, life should all be like rainbows and butterflies. Of course not. Like there's things that happen in our lives that we don't have control over. The kind of suffering that I'm talking about is the suffering that we put ourselves through for the sake of um, feeling good about ourselves. So like I I'm just going to use this example. I had another thought and it was kind of on the, especially in, in organized religion, uh, this idea of it being like sinful to have joy, have pleasure for things to be easy for, um, there to be abundance in your life. This is where a lot of people have trauma around money because they think if they have money, they're evil or they're bad, or they think people with money are evil or bad. Money doesn't make you evil or bad. It makes you more of what you already are. That's a whole other podcast. Oh yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
I totally lost my train of thought. This I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> it's okay. You were saying like okay. with organized religion and like certain things that yeah. we learned. I think we've been ingrained that like the more suffering that you do, like the better the you stronger, are. Yeah, the stronger, the better you better are. You are. <laughs> yeah, I had this really thrown at me as I was going through my divorce, which was the concept of like, or the I, I was I was basically told that I should I should continue to keep myself in suffering for the sake of my child. And um, I think a lot of moms can relate to this, right? Because of course we suffer for our children. Like if you breastfeed from the time you, you sacrifice your body for them, right? From the moment you get pregnant, like it's not yours anymore, right? So of course we do this in a certain extent for our children, but suffering, the greater the suffering doesn't make you a better mom or a better person. Our job is actually to teach our children how to, how to live a life of, of joy and purpose and fulfillment and, um, and impact as well. And the only way we can teach them to do that, I'm totally getting sidetracked, but that's okay. The only way we can teach them to do that is if we do that, if we do it ourselves. So moms out there are parents out there listening, do your children if you tell them like, Hey, I know we've all said this, do as I say, not as I do. Has that ever worked? It has never, ever worked for me. My son mimics everything I do, everything you guys, it doesn't matter what I say I should do or what I say he should do. Like, well, mommy's going to do this, but you should do this. No, no. If like, if we want them to eat vegetables, we can't sit there and eat fast food and expect them to eat vegetables. Like we have to model it first. So, so having a fulfilling, um, a fulfilling, thriving, loving, kind relationship, which of course we want for our children when they grow up and become adults, right? So we have to model that for them. We have to be a participant in that kind of relationship. And um, I, I like, I always say too, uh, being a martyr doesn't make you better; it makes you dead. Ooh. And, and what can you do when you're dead? Nothing. What can you teach when you're dead? Nothing. So, and what I was saying earlier is I see these women who are like, like holding themselves in a state of suffering for the sake of their children, their spouse, their family structure their friends who are used to this, you know, these couple friends who always go around together. We don't want to break that up. Right. Like there's so many reasons and I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, pile shame or anything on that. Like I get it. I also experience that. And the truth is like, you do lose things along the way and it is really freaking hard. Um, are we allowed to cuss? Yeah. Okay, cool. You can say whatever, you can say whatever <laughs> you want. This is my show. <laughs> okay, cool. So, um, so you know, it is really, 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 really hard. And there are a lot of painful, painful experiences in that, but it's worth kind of, Oh, I know what I wanted to say. We were talking, you and I had a great conversation about this because, because we were talking about like, yeah, like when, when you have to, we have to be an example for our kids and also the people around us when we live in that space of joy and and happiness and yeah. we um, do the work on ourselves inside, but also create the proper environment that aligns with who we want to be in our, in our best self. Um, we give others then, permission to do yeah, that. Then yeah. other people see that and they're like, if she can do it, I can do it. Or, mm-hmm. oh, I've been really down, but watching her have fun and enjoy life and be happy or be in a great relationship mm-hmm. gives me hope that I can have that too. And yeah, and we want that for the people around us and for our children. And so we have to lead by example, like you said, and kind of be brave. Sometimes it feels like going against the grain or walking in the mm-hmm. wrong direction, right? Or doing something different than what your family believes you should do or your friends or, yeah. you know, whatever, but I, it, it, you know, we got to remember, do it. I remember one of the things that we were talking about. So we, we should just record our phone conversations, you guys, because as soon as the camera gets on and the recording starts, <laughs> we're like, what was it? What was we were talking about? It was so good. But, um, we get one, deep and juicy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things we were talking about was like, 
okay, we said happiness is an inside job. So there is a certain amount that like, you don't need to change anything external. Like there, there is a degree to which, you know, you see people that hop from relationship to relationship, from job to job, from person to person, from they'll move cities. I think we all know somebody like this that keeps moving. They keep moving to the next town, the next state, thinking that like this, I'll be happy in this state because they don't have these laws. I'll be happy, you know, in this city because they have these kind of schools. I'll be happy, you know, here because I won't have to work as hard to pay the bills or whatever. Um, yeah, the truth is wherever you go, there, there you, you are. are. <laughs> so, and yeah, so- that's why I really think it is a blend of doing like, adjusting the external environment while all and also that the equation is Mm -hmm. that plus the internal work that it takes to be brave to um you know dive into those deeper layers and like you said some of that trauma or um, beliefs that were fed to us and things that don't align to be able to work through that stuff and go what's really making me unhappy and sometimes that has nothing to do with Mm -hmm. the actual person that you're with because you could go have the same habits with the next relationship, if you don't really dig in and yeah. see what the hell was happening for you, truthfully, in the depths of your soul in that last relationship, right? So if you don't yeah. work through the through the shit from it, and you go to the next one, chances are, you're going to have these repeating and habitual patterns in your life, no matter what job you have, or what person you're with, or what yeah. city you live in. <laughs> yeah, so can I tell a little story about like, we always hear like, you have to do the work you have to take responsibility for your part. Like you have to do the work. And for somebody that's like, well, what does that mean? Do the work. What does that mean? So for me, a lot of times it means slowing down to notice your own thoughts. So for example, this is something that just happened to me last weekend. So I'm in a new relationship, well, fairly new relationship. Um, it's about a year and some change old. It's going amazing. I'm so excited. I'm the happiest I've ever been. And I'm still working through my own shit because my last relationship didn't end because it was all his fault and he was a horrible person. No, not at all, right? He is a lovely human being and we just, you know, didn't fit together for one reason or another, but, oh, <laughs> and, and, Um, and we both contributed to the, we're, we're each 100% responsible for our 50% of the relationship. Does that make sense? So it would be really stupid of me to jump into the next relationship without going, Alex, what did you do to contribute to the demise, right? (laughs) The last one. So for example, we spent, uh, last weekend, it was my mom's 70th birthday, We had several events planned in a row to spend time with my family and my parents. And anyone knows you can love your family so much. And sometimes it's just like, it's just like a lot, right? So, so in my former relationship, I remember, so my boyfriend went with me to all these things and we had a great time. It was very fun, great time. But I realized like, gosh, this was his weekend off too. And we pretty much did everything with my family. And I started feeling really guilty. I started feeling really guilty about um, making him spend time with my family because in my former relationship, he, he didn't have the ability to say like, no, I don't want to do that. So he would like go along with it and then complain about it later on. And I would feel like, oh, I have to make up. I have to make up for this. So I was like offering, I was like, oh, next weekend it'll be your turn or like, Oh, like I was doing all these things to try to like make up for him spending the whole weekend with my family. And I stopped, we were literally in this moment. I literally stopped. Cause I was like spinning. I could feel myself spinning, like wondering what could I do to make this up for him? He hadn't said anything to make me like feel bad about the situation. Um, But my point is, is I had to stop myself in the moment. And I said, I'm noticing something. I'm noticing my own thoughts. I'm noticing myself thinking certain things. And I need, I'm like, can you help me? Can you tell me that this is not true? Or like, if it is true, tell me, but I think it's not true. And I was like, I'm feeling really guilty. And I feel like I have to make it up to you 
that you spent the whole weekend with my family. And he looked at me like, like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> it was, it was really fun. It was really funny, but the, he was the, like, this is ridiculous. What's wrong yeah, with you? Yeah. And he was like, I does that. I was like, I'm feeling bad about this. And I feel like I have to make it up to you. And he's like, does that sound like me at all that I would like want you to make some, he's like, I had a great time. It was fun hanging out with, like, I always want to hang out with you and whoever you're with, you know? And, but here's the thing, you guys formally in that pattern, it's like, I, he feels resentful. And then I feel like I have to make it up. And then I'm resentful. And then I'm walking on eggshells. And then neither of us is speaking our truth about what we do or don't want and what we're, what our capacity is. Right. So that's like the negative spiral in the old pattern in the new pattern. So I had to notice that I was thinking these things and take responsibility that like, he didn't make me feel this way. I was making myself feel this way. And you notice your own thought patterns. You can't notice your own thought patterns unless you slow down a little bit. And most of us are moving so fast that it's just like, uh, I just read something. It's literally like a trauma, like just like a response to jump from one thing to the next to, dang it, I think I lost it. But yeah, find it. I'd love to hear that. To yeah, I think one thing to the next. Yeah, I think um, it is because then it's an opportunity to be avoidant of what is actually going on deeper in. And, you know, sometimes taking a look at what is in your subconscious mind or some of the old patterns or traumas that you hold on to that are affecting your current behavior. Those things can be really scary to look at, especially if we're, like you said, not taking the time to slow down and give ourselves permission to heal those spaces. And the healing really comes in the spaces where we're really honest with ourselves and with the others around us and where we actually slow down enough to be comfortable being still and being with ourselves in those thoughts without like being judgmental. So I always say, and you know, if you're around me, you've heard me say this, but I'm always like becoming more aware is simply enough. We don't need to do any of this, like observing that we're doing within our bodies or our minds or our hearts with judgment. It, it has to be no judgment. And when those moments of guilt or shame or judgment start to creep in, taking a deep breath slowing down, it's never too late to just start again, or kind of make that shift of the mindset to realize that's what's happening until you get out of that pattern or habit of guilting yourself or shaming yourself for those things. When we can give ourselves a chance to slow down and really take a look at them, then we're able to work through them so that we're happier and more fulfilled in our current situation, whether it's a relationship or a job, because we've actually realized, oh, here's the lies I've been telling myself, or here's an old pattern I have. And I'm just not going to go down that road this time, or I'm not going to go down that spiral this time. And when we start to get control of that one situation at a time and control of our mindset and the way that we experience things and perceive things, um, then we'll be able to have a better experience in all these areas of our life where we actually will get to feel the feeling of joy and make room for the feeling of fulfillment and, and feeling good. So let's come back to being happy. Cause I think ultimately that's what everybody wants. Everybody, we think we want more money. We think we want uh, a different relationship. We think we want, you know, all these things, these things outside of us that will make us happy. And the reality is, is like, we can be happy um, exactly where we are. And well, we can, we don't need to outsource our happiness. Like it's not, if you're unhappy, it's not something outside of you that's going to make you happy. And also, and also there's a difference between your circle of control and your circle of concern. So your circle of control are, is what are the things that I can control that are going to contribute to my happiness? So that could be like, what food choices are you making? Right. Uh, so I, I love to eat. Brynn and I have this in common. We love to eat. Um, I don't have as many dietary restrictions as she does. So I get to eat more, <laughs> more fun things. <laughs> And the worst, the worst thing that happens to me is I just get a little chubby, but, um, (laughs) 
but I did. And then, like I have a rash. Yeah, she'll break out like <laughs> instantly. Growing up, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, but my point is, is like, sure, I could eat that donut, and it might make me happy, like in that exact moment as it's like hitting my tongue. But then, like immediately after, I'm not going to feel happy, and I'm probably going to feel like like sluggish and I'm going to get that sugar high and then like crash. And then my jeans aren't going to fit. And then blah. So (laughs) so, yeah. So what, this is the extent of my jeans. There's like these baggy, like elastic, like culotte things. They're so comfortable. They're really comfortable. And I walked out and my boyfriend was like, wow, those are cute. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm going to start my period. Be quiet. So anyways, um, there are things that we can adjust to contribute to our overall happiness that are within our control. And most people, most people try to control things that they can't control and, and also simultaneously give up control of things that they absolutely can control. Oh my God, this is, I'm over here waving my arms like, Say that again for the people in the back. Okay. That's so true. Most people try to control things that they absolutely have no control over, like AKA other people trying to control other people is, I I think we, we all do it. I still catch myself doing it. I'm like, if this person would just stop acting this way, I would be so much happier, right? And then the reality is, is like, we can't stop someone from acting that way until they're, they, they're going to stop themselves acting that way when they're tired of acting that way, but not a minute sooner. So what can we do with the things that are out of our control to, and still be happy? And then we have to stop giving up control of things that we can control. So if you're saying things like, I just can't eat healthier. Well, I can't be in a different relationship. Well, I can't make any more money. Well, I, I can't get up early to work out in the mornings. Well, I can't change my schedule. I call bull fucking shit. Yeah, those are all I won't. Like, those look, are, at, look at the things that were, we got to look at the things. This is a great practice. Look at the things that you're currently saying that you can't do or making excuses for that you no would actually serve your health, your well-being, move you forward on the path yes. that you are traveling. Look at those things that you're currently saying, I can't or I won't, like change yeah. it to I won't and then realize what that sounds like, like how much you're shutting yourself down mm-hmm. from actually being on the path to your happiness, to your yeah. fulfillment, to your um, ecstatic life. You know, like if you're if you're saying I can't do this and that, like really be honest with yourself and realize that some of those statements actually should be, I won't, or I'm not willing. And then you can realize like, sometimes we're the only you're, ones in our own way of yes, our own happiness. Yes. Yes. We, and that comes back to, it's an inside job because we are responsible for our own happiness. So, okay. I found this quote and it says, the fact of the matter is that most people so this is why we, we think we don't have control over certain things, or we tell ourselves that, is because we, most people don't have the stomach to deal with what's actually going on. So we just disregard it and fall back into the illusion. So you're like, you can't deal, we can't deal with, like, remember, it? okay, I haven't seen The Matrix in a really, really long time, but it keeps like popping up in my mind recently because I feel like I feel like I've unplugged from The Matrix where I'm like floating outside this like false reality that all these other people are living. Yes. Um, I live in a really traditional town, which I love. I grew up here and there's some things I really love about it. But then you also have like the the local like mom cliques that are just all these like cookie cutter housewives and like nothing wrong with being a housewife. If that's your jam, like that's cool. And also I just know for sure that's not everybody's jam, you know, not everybody fits this perfect mold. And I see, I see so many people in it and they're, they're in the matrix. So do you guys remember when he like unplugs from the matrix? So in the matrix, in, in his like false reality, it's like a world that's functioning 
like rapidly and normally and everyone's like running around and it's like the like pretty like mostly pretty um but then when he actually unplugs and he wakes up it's like everything is like dark and gray and like and like drab and at first that's like that's like the what we're afraid of that unplugging Mm. from our false reality is going to just be awful and the truth is it kind of is at first. <laughs> yeah. And then it gets so much better. So I think in the matrix, he like, he could like taste food again. Um, he like, I think he fell in love, right? Like he got all the depth, depth of feeling. So the degree to which we allow ourselves to feel joy is the same, or the degree to which we can allow ourselves to feel sadness is the same, like inversely proportionate to the degree that we can feel joy. So if you're feeling numb in your life, like Mm. you're not feeling super sad, you're also not feeling super happy, you know? And I like, that's the juice of life. And like, yes, like we put, when we unplug from the matrix and we put ourselves out there, like we can get really hurt. And also we can be, the happiest we've ever been. And it's about knowing like what you do have control over your circle of control versus your circle of concern. Yeah. I love that. And, and, um, I think that our amount of joy that we can experience, which from God is limitless, right? Yeah. Um, we, we were talking about this, Alex, like just getting more connected to source. Like it depends, like it's based on how present you're willing to be and how connected you're willing to be in your life. Like you said, like getting out of that numb space and really allowing yourself, which means that we're also going to experience the lows. We're also going Mm -hmm. to experience those, those trialing times and, and the turbulence. But for me, I'm willing, like with all my heart to experience those lows, to get to the high ground, right. To get to the, to the, place where I actually feel the level of joy and happiness that I believe God wanted for me. And, and I, I know that I feel moments of that. And I'm, it's those moments are so worth all of the other junk that you go through and the swamps that you move through. Like we, we have to be able to be willing on this picture, this big path to go through the travel through the valleys in order to get to the next mountaintop. And we can't, get to the top with that beautiful view and that fresh air and that breeze and like that quietness like think about when you're taking a hike how quiet it is way up there when down in LA all the traffic's buzzing below you and all the people and all the noise and you get to the top of the hike and it's like quiet and it's seemingly so still below you right like you don't get to feel that feeling in your life of calm and cool and grounded, joyful, happy experience. Confident. Yeah. Confidence. If you aren't willing, if we're not willing to like take the hike, which also includes like maybe a couple valleys or swamps or like whatever, you know what I mean? Like to get to the beautiful views, to get to the, the, the space at the top and the high ground, we have to be willing to kind of travel that path. And I think that's what probably stops a lot of people. Like, I think a lot of anyone who's listening to this is probably like, yeah, I get it. And this all sounds great, but like, you still made me feel a little stuck or paralyzed. Like you can't, or you're overthinking it. And I think it really comes down to being really, really present and making the choices today that you can control because the stuff that's out of our control, we just will never have, have a choice about it. And we'll drive ourselves nuts and waste all of our good energy and time. Like that's a, that's a, a leak, right? And the leakier we are, the more we're draining our energy out and about, Mm -hmm. um, the less we're able to focus on healing, the healing of ourselves and our inner soul and the connection to God, to ourselves, um, you know, to the universe or to other people. So we have to go through and plug up those holes, plug up the leakiness, stop wasting your energy. Like ask yourself, where am I spending energy or overextending myself where I don't need to? And can I spend that time instead really getting to know myself so I can make these choices at least today 
and be like right here so that every day I get closer to my happiness or my end goal or, or not end goal, but you know, like the next yeah. high, highest place where I'm going. Um, and, and yeah, we have to be brave to do this work. It takes bravery, but I believe that everyone can do it. Um, it, it's just a willingness to kind of go against the grain or go a little outside of your comfort zone. Oftentimes yeah. our, what we're doing and what we're used to doing is seemingly safer, even if it's not better for us, oh, even gosh. if we know there's something better out there for us, we'll keep doing the thing we know that's familiar because it seems safe, right? It seems like, well, I know about this. So I'll just stay here. When we actually deep down, if you're really honest with yourself, I'm sure that there's something in your life that could be better, where you could be happier, where you could experience more joy, but you have to be willing to kind of go to that land of the unknown (laughs) in order to experience that. There's two things that really helped me along my journey, because when you look at the whole mountain, you're like, oh shit, I can't do that. That's just, that's over. It's just overwhelming. And so really the thing you guys remember frozen two, I'm <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We've all seen frozen two. <laughs> I think there's a song about it. It's just do the next right indicated thing. And the doing the right thing is doing what's true and, and honest. So even if other people in your life don't like it, or even if like your religious organization that you're immersed in says it's the wrong thing to do, you know, in your heart, what's right for you and what's the most true and honest. Okay. If staying in a relationship is dishonest, if staying in a marriage is dishonest, then it is not the right thing. (laughs) Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, this is like my one, this is, I always come back to this because it's like the best example I have of, of these things. Um, but uh, just do the next thing. And, and I think trust- when we do, when we do the next thing, like what you're saying, then we, we don't have to think so far ahead. And yeah. I truly believe that once you complete that level, like it's almost like a video game, Yeah, the, the, a door opens that's like, now it shows you where to go next. Like yeah. I swear you will get the directions from your internal GPS. That's yep. like, you'll know once you do the next right thing, then you'll see the answer and you will get guidance for what the next right thing is. And then yes. from there, you'll get guidance for what, I think we spend too much energy trying to figure out all the levels and all the steps before no, we you can't. You absolutely can't because, you know, you know, in a video game, you're like, okay, I'm going to go up these stairs and go to this next level. And then it like drops you into like one of the stairs falls away and you like drop down and you're totally somewhere else. Like that's life, right? Like, yeah, you just sort of like, sort of like wipe out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You have to do a podcast about that. Oh, about, yeah. about your experience. Okay. So oh, then the yeah. second thing, okay. The first one was just do one thing at a time. And then the second thing was, dang it. The other thing that helped me was, oh my God. Come on, brain. <laughs> Sorry, I well, kept interrupting you because I no, got so excited about I know. what you were saying. We do this you said when you're looking at the whole mountain, it can be scary to look at the whole thing. Yeah. So, so doing just, just do the, the next, next right thing. thing. One step at a time, one, and, and, one, oh, one decision at a time. Also, this is why it's so important to have somebody go with you. So oh, like, yes. like a coach or like one really trusted friend that's on your team, like ride or die, um, that's not going to inflame your ego. That's not going to tell you lies. That's not going to like get you fired up. That's going to like keep you calm and focused. And then the other thing it's, I lost it. It'll come back to me, but, uh, one thing at a time, have someone go with you. Yeah. Um, I, another game that I like to play is cause a lot of times we're like, well, if I do this then, or if I leave my job or if I leave my relationship or if I, whatever, I'm gonna, all these horrible things are going to happen because our brains would rather be, our brains would rather be right than be happy. Yes. I was going to say that about the ego. Um, I just was talking to someone about this at dinner the other night. 
um, yeah, our ego, you always say this, Alex, that our ego would, would cares more about being right than us being happy. So we will search for validation that what we're yeah. the choice we're making is right. And whatever you're out there looking for, you're going to find it. Yeah. So what are you looking for? Like, yeah, you'll find that evidence or, or piece some pieces of things together until you almost glue some evidence together. <laughs> that <makes> it, <laughs> right? Like, You're like, look, look at this proof. And everyone else is like, uh, I don't know. That doesn't really look I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> fabricated. Yeah. So, but knowing we'll, we'll, we'll look for proof to like validate yeah. that. Oh, what the story or where I'm at or where I'm stuck is, is, where I'm stuck, you know, or proof yeah. that we're right about that story. And it's so, like, yeah, being honest. So then like Bryn said, like, what are you looking to be right about? So what I like to do, there's a game that I like to play is I like to, I, I call it like my, like my, my hero story, my hero story. So it's like, what would be the story if my life was a movie and I was the hero, the heroine in my movie and like, what would be the, the outcome? But like, what would be the best possible outcome to have like the happiest possible ending, the best possible ending, you know? And so I play this game where I'm like, she was, you know, this, this bad stuff was happening, but then this is, she overcame it and this is how she overcame it. And then this is the, the happy ending. Right. And I would like create these stories in my mind. And even, I even did this with my son, you know, when, cause obviously he's nine years old. So he was, he was seven when his dad and I separated and it was really hard for him. And it was really hard as a parent to watch him be in pain. It was really, really, really hard. Um, he's doing amazing now, but what I remember one of the times he was having a hard time. I, we had just seen frozen Two coming back to frozen. And I said, do you remember in the, like the middle of the movie when Elsa had like frozen, like we thought she died. And Anna thought she was completely alone. Anna thought Elsa died. We all thought she died. She was like alone. Anna was alone. Anna was crying. It seemed like there was no possible way that the the water was gonna, you know, the the flood was gonna come and like make Aaron, like ruin Arendelle. Do you remember that part in the movie? You couldn't even yes. you couldn't yes. even imagine how this was gonna work out at the end, right? right. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I was like, we're just in the middle of our movie. Mm. We're just still in the middle of our movie and we don't know how it's going to end and we don't know how it's going to work out, but we just, we just got to keep going, you know? And so I just, I guess I want to incur, I, this whole thing came about because, and I know we're wrapping up right now, but this whole conversation came about because somebody asked me how I was the other day. And I wanted to be like, Oh my God, I'm amazing. I'm the best I've ever been. I'm so happy. But I did the answer that everybody else does, which is like, Oh, I'm good. How are you? You know, because I actually was almost, I was like shying away from saying how great I was because I didn't want to make somebody else feel bad that they weren't doing that great. Or like, you know, I was like afraid to make somebody else feel a certain type of way. And Bryn and another friend of ours reminded me like, no, we love to see like how happy you are because it inspires us and it inspires other people. And so I guess it, I just, and I got some other like nudges from the universe that like, I shouldn't be like hiding my happiness, my success, my whatever it is that's good in my life. Right. And this is not to say you guys, we all go through shit. Like, like if you're not in a mountain, you're in a valley and like they come and they go, you know, and it, it, whatever. But I'm here to tell you, like your happiness is more within your reach than you think. Mm. And it's also, it's your birthright. Yes. It is. I believe that we are created to be naturally, our natural state is bliss and joy and happiness. Amen, sister. And you deserve that. Every human being on this planet deserves that just because you were created by a higher power, by a higher intelligence that designed you, like Bryn said, designed you to be here. You weren't designed to be here to be miserable and suffer and kill yourself along the way and end your life in a pile of mud on the floor. No, like you were created to thrive 
and you were created to have joy. And sometimes there's things in life we cannot control. Um, there are things, there are things that happen all the time that we cannot control. So the in, inner work is learning how to roll with that, trusting in something higher, and then also noticing, knowing what you can change, being really brutally honest with yourself about what you can change, and then having the courage to change those things. And I think that's like an AA yes. quote, the serenity prayer. You know, oh, like so that. good. Yeah. And yeah, to, to close us out, like one of the best things I ever learned was to celebrate other people's success. And when we can learn to celebrate other people's happiness and other people's success, that just means that those things that we're noticing in those people that we're one step closer to them. That means they're in our realm. We have the ability to see someone else's happiness, to see someone else's success and be happy for them. That means that we are that much closer to having that in our own lives, to having those experiences for ourselves. So that stuff being around you doesn't mean, oh no, now everyone has it and there's none left for me. It actually is a sign that it is coming to you, right? Yeah. Think about when in, in our business, when we're promoting uh, to the VP level and you start seeing white Mercedes driving all around. That doesn't yeah. mean that all the Mercedes are sold and there's none left for you. To <laughs> me, that was a sign like, oh my God, it's coming because I'm noticing it everywhere. And it is in my vision. It's in my field. It's in my, it's in my bubble. And that means that I'm next in line to grab it and make it my own. So look at that with, you know, when you are afraid to celebrate or be happy for yourself, remember that you're inspiring other people to be happy and to make choices that guide them to their happiness as well and then also start start really uh acknowledging other people's happiness right when you see someone get engaged on social and you're waiting to get engaged like like that shit leave a comment like feel what it feels like how like happy they must be knowing that like because that's popping up in front of you that's the next thing that's coming for you right when you see yeah. mamas on the internet having babies and you really want a baby like don't get sad, get excited for them. When you see someone promote in their business, don't get jealous or, or start to compare. Look at that and be like, hell yeah, if they can do it, I can do it. Leave a comment. I'm so happy. I'm celebrating you and get in that energetic state of, like Alex said, your natural given state of bliss and of joy, knowing that like that's coming next for you, the more that you vibe with that energy in your yeah. body, in your cells. So Alex, Yay. this was incredible. You are amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love listening to you, Sherry. You've really been Aww. such a great mentor to me and friend. Um, we're that ride or die for each other. So yes. we can share our stuff. <laughs> oh, we tell each other way too much information sometimes. Way too much, but also like just enough, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, so Alex, share your um, website and yes. share your Instagram so people can find you and connect yeah. with you as well. Okay. So my coaching page is be on your own team. So just follow me on Instagram at be on your own team. And then my website is be on your own team.com. And I have one-on-one um, -on -one programs and also coaching program, like group coaching programs as well. And working on doing um, retreats and things like that, but you can connect with me on Instagram or via my website beonyourownteam.com. Thanks so much for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you, babe. Thank you.